We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by the Genesis Company. Coming at you late Tuesday night. It's April 25th and the season is over. Wolves lose game five in Denver, 112-109. And we're done, guys. I'm joined by Jace Frederick from the Pioneer Press, Chris Hine from the Star Tribune. I'm sure the three of us have never all done a podcast together, right? No. No. This was actually your Special idea. Occasion. This was it your was. idea, Chris. It was my idea. I mentioned it earlier today that <laughs> back on the Blackhawks beat, we did this once and it was fun. We don't have John with us, unfortunately. John had John, to write. John had to go write because the Athletic doesn't have deadlines. Jason and I have deadlines, so we are here with dane at i have a podcast close to midnight <laughs> i always just put this podcast first i prioritize it over everything else <laughs> thank you Jason. yeah um okay guys uh let, let's start by uh let's talk about this game uh first and obviously just for the listeners like we're gonna have plenty of time of we've got exit interviews on thursday we'll we'll and we have a whole off season so i'm sure there'll be some things we don't talk about uh on this episode that we will talk about throughout the summer obviously the podcast doesn't doesn't stop uh now that the season's over i mean we'll, we'll we'll tone it down a little bit but um we'll keep talking about this team through the exit interviews and everything that comes with that and then keep talking about the playoffs as we go on but the wolves season is over uh out here in denver and i think probably the place to talk about this game start talking about this game is the second half um and i, I don't know i mean i i know i tweeted at halftime like Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe this is what it's been for five games where it is all ant and no Carl uh, for the most part. And, you know, to Carl's credit, he really did turn it around uh, in, in the second half. I think those are probably the two best quarters he uh, he played in this series. But obviously, ultimately, uh, too little too late for this team. They needed to take more advantage of the, the first quarters. That's something that kind of went throughout this, you know, this whole series is not really outside of game four, being able to string together uh, a full game. Jace, I'll start with you. What what stood out to you um, in the second half from what we kind of got from, I guess, the, the quote unquote big three of Carl kind of asserting himself and asserting himself and, and Rudy also contributing there too. I mean, I think for me it was that 
Ant dominated this series so much to the point, including the first half today, where Denver basically decided we can't guard this dude. Uh, we can't do it. They blitzed. They hardcore doubled. Even without pick and rolls, they sent two. Um, it was like the ultimate sign of respect for any NBA player to not only do that in the last five minutes of a game, get it out of his hands. Third quarter, they're like, we got to get the ball out of this guy's hands. And that opened up things for Rudy. That opened up things for Carl, right? Like, But like that is what Ant did in this series. He took the number one seed in the West, and they said, can't guard. We just got to put two on him and get the ball out of his hands. He said after the game, I should have done a better job of that. I think he did a really good job of that. Um, and I think everybody else's productivity speaks to that. Um, so, Ant, just sheer dominance and, like, what a postseason player. Um, everything good for this franchise coming down down the road here is because that guy is unstoppable at the most important moments. I that, It's hard to refute any of that. And at 21 uh, years old, I mean, it's, yeah, it, uh, super simplistic pulling it down, but that's what this team had to bank on in this series, at least games two through five, uh, was Ant. I mean, Chris, do we do we make anything out of, you know, Carl stepping up in, in the second half of tonight and kind of the three of them all working together? Or are we left like, is this the group uh, around Carl or around Ant that can kind of produce around it? What, what did you make of Kat's performance? Definitely a, a needed positive from going into the offseason. He, I don't think he could go into this offseason with the way he played throughout the rest of the series, and then having a bad elimination game hovering over his head. He needed. I think That's he. I think he really needed that second half um, mentally, just going forward. Um, you know, as I'm listening to Jace talk, I can't help but think like the ant is the future of this team. That, that is the time that is the timeline for this team i feel like in some ways and i just can't help but think like just to go back to the trade it's like he's the one you're gonna have to build around ultimately here and how much have you sacrificed getting this team to where it was this year making the rudy trade sacrificing the future to potentially build around ant I, I can't help but have that in the back of my mind as I'm watching Ant just dominate this series. And he, like, I don't know that that's just, that's just no. where my, that's where my head is at in, in the postseason. I'm looking forward is that the Ant timeline is the, is the, is the window I think. And I don't think this is the timeline. And, and the Ant timelines kind of now, right guys? Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it needs He's he's on the right step, I think. Um, it's not the way you would have wanted to get there. I don't I don't think you want to get to this step by trading all your future assets. But Antis twenty one in his third NBA season, just made a second straight playoff appearance. Yep, got bounced in the first round. Disappointing, whatever. But he's dominating these games. Um, I think that's great for a twenty one year old. That's sure. a great place to be in. You would just like to it's think great. now that you're ascending from here, and they certainly can next season. But like. You would probably like a constant ascension, and we'll see how they're able to kind of continue to build this roster down the road. I just literally think to myself, like, with the way Ant played, everybody else had it stink <laughs> to get beaten five games, like, yeah. and they kind of did for large portions. Like, Carl played great in the second half tonight, stunk in the first half again, like, yeah. stunk for big parts of the series. Rudy had some major struggles, like, obviously the bench was non existent. Like, a lot of things had to go wrong when someone is as dominant as Ant was. Uh, to kind of 
get dominated for large parts of the series and that's that's, that's where exactly they're at happened yeah. yeah and that's where they were at for large parts of the memphis series too like he's consistently he's the second best player on the court in this series even with jamal murray was great i think Nikhil did a good enough job making things really hard like mm-hmm. ant does everything else too so like best player behind Jokic, and yet you know denver has the second i mean the third fourth fifth best players it's like all right <laughs> four one it is it, it's you know the the narrative uh, I think as again Thursday we're gonna have inter- exit interviews. We'll talk to Finch and we'll talk to Conley, and you know they'll obviously be questioned about the double big thing and the feasibility of that. You know, going going forward, we asked about that a little bit uh, tonight, and I think they're gonna point to the second half of this game. And I have it up here. You know, Ant thirteen points. He's six six or nine from two. 0 for 3 from 3. Carl, 21 points in the second half. 6 for 6 from 2. 1 for 4 from 3. And Rudy had 14 points. 4 or 5 from 2. Like, yes. In an isolated incident, incidents, uh, a actually good, at least on paper, performance from your three, quote-unquote, star players on your team. And there's going to be other numbers that you can point to from the beginning of the season or lineup combinations or... Rudy being hurt entering training camp and Carl and all this and that. And I guess it's going to kind of be our job to over the course of the summer of like pointing out what parts of that are true and what points of that we need to not let overshadow the bigger picture here, which is, you know, ultimately a team who went all in, all in, ended up getting the eighth seed through adversity, through injuries this year. Um, but really at no point, at least of consistent games, did it look like the aimed at identity worked. They'll for sure point to that California trip and where when, when kind of Nas was in the mix there and the big identity worked. But I mean, that is just going to be the big question, right? Going into the, the season of like run it like run it back because of these small isolated incidents, it's going to be, I th- it's gonna be tough. I thought when Finch said tonight that they have enough of a body of work to evaluate, and then he said it was for good. For good. <laughs> he said for good. I was I was a little surprised. Um, I was a little surprised that he, that he said they have enough of a body of work to properly analyze, because I thought that was going to be one of the excuses quote unquote that we were maybe going to hear over the next couple of days was that they didn't have enough of a body of work Mm -hmm. and i wonder if if connelly will say the same thing when we talk to him in a few days here i mean they Uh, will guys they're going to right like they're going to yeah it's gonna be a united message i'm sure they've talked about it i'm sure yes and and because i think you know before this series happened they knew that they were going to run this back yeah. to, to some extent, yes. you know, changes on the margins mm-hmm. and all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ultimately like this, this is the plan going forward for them. And they need to acknowledge what this series was and what it wasn't. And, and to, to overly accentuate the positive of it, um, I think is disingenuous to what the whole 88, whatever game 89 games mm-hmm. that were were played this season i mean it is both it's weird it's like sometimes i try and like think about it like all right if i was tim Connolly or i was in that front office or if it was my belief like what are the things that i would try and hold on to because mm-hmm. if it was the three of us yeah me you finch and tim or whatever like 
we would probably be trying to find justifications for it. And I just, I think it's hard to put down enough bullet points on, on the paper to, to justify this going forward. It's, 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 it's hard for me, even if I, you know, strip back any sort of like bias, because all I really see is the one big bullet point, which is Ant and who is awesome and has shown it twice in the playoffs at 20 and 21 that like, he's got this and could probably take you somewhere if you put pieces around him that fit him. And, and that's, that's the vein to me that this needs to be looked through, which it hasn't been over the course of the last nine months is ant. Like, what does it mean for ant? And I don't know, like, in what ways does this roster construction help Ant? Like, Rudy isn't... He's not playing two-man pick-and-roll game with Rudy. He's not passing. I mean, this that was... He's not passing a Rudy in at all. In the playoffs. And Denver knew it, and hats off to them for knowing it. Like, uh-huh. they could blitz Ant, and they blitzed Ant off the pick-and-roll with Rudy all series because, because they, they knew, knew Rudy yeah, was not getting it. the ball. Like, nope. Ant would instead just pass somebody in the corner. Like, he was not going to give Rudy the ball. You know, like, and I, I think... I don't necessarily blame him. Conscious or subconscious yeah. in the moment of a game, like the trust is not there. No, it's obvious. It's I mean, we could we could go through and find ten thousand clips. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, like yes, there's just like one. Like, he had a pull up three in like the third yeah. quarter. Didn't he, so didn't he try it? Wait, open there. Didn't he try it early in the game and Rudy fumbled it? Yeah, yeah. Like like from the first possessions of the game. Well, what and, was that and, at the end of what yeah. was that at the end of game four? Was it Ann who passed to Rudy in that spot, and then Rudy got stuffed on mm-hmm. the collection, and then yeah, that almost. You know, help Denver win the game. Well, <laughs> and, and, and that's like, that's the thing here too. Is like, is Ant again? If we put our Tim Conley, Chris Finch hats on, is Ant ever going to trust Rudy? Like in a way it's that a big, more it's than a Don big bridge. Be- it's a big bridge they're going to have to to gap or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's past midnight. I mix in my <laughs> metaphors, um, but yeah, like it, yeah, the. It is similar to the Donovan Mitchell stuff, right? As I understand it, you 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 just lack the the confidence there, and and it's like, then you're like, okay, well then, if that's the case, and there's not an offensive chemistry between Rudy and Ant, then the defense better be awesome, the rebounding better be awesome, and then that's what we're left with tonight was a absolutely brutal defensive rebounding performance from this team, which had plagued them throughout the season 26th and defensive rebounding during the season after being tied for 30th the year before that. And that being the reason they lost the playoff series to Memphis or a primary one. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, and so I'm thinking when they got that offensive rebound and kicks out to Porter and hits the three, I'm like, that is literally the reason the stated reason yes. by the front office where they Rudy made Gobert this trade got here. Yep. was, yep. was to prevent specifically those types of plays and, you know, Rudy got a, got a lot of rebounds. Rudy isn't a bad individual defensive rebounder, of course, but, like, it didn't answer – it didn't solve the problems from the Memphis series a year ago, adding Rudy into the mix here. Nope. It didn't. And so, I don't know. Again, you can try and splice it up and be like there's – maybe it's other pieces on the roster and they need to – there's connectors that do these things, but ultimately – and this I is, don't know. It's it, it, it didn't get better for him. This, spe- this speaks to the just the defense as a, as a whole. Um, Half court defense, I think we would all agree, was pretty good all year. Yes. 
it's the other stuff that killed them. It's the rebounding. It was the transition defense. 20 fast break points and, for Memphis. To, I mean, for Denver tonight, yeah, again. Yeah. So it's it's the other ways you get beaten on the defensive end of the floor outside of half court. That is the Achilles heels of, of this team defensively. How do you address that in the offseason? I don't know off the top of my head. Like, is that personnel? Well, I mean, so much of the transition stuff, to name one of them, is Mm -hmm. simply a product of two picks. It is. Right. You can't count on everybody else to lock in to this major degree of, like, I have to run back for those two for 82 games. Mm -hmm. And it wears on the other guys. Yep. Yes, it does. And Mm -hmm. if those habits aren't ingrained over the regular season, then it's hard to kick them in in the playoffs. But, like, it's really hard to do that all year long. Mm -hmm. I mean – yeah, I don't I mean, see those Ant getting is fixed. a good transition defender. I think Mike is a good transition yes, defender. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nikhil is a Ant's good... a great transition defender. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but but it's getting back, too, like, at every time. And like you said, Dane, it, it, it swears on you. And guess what? You're going to shoot corner threes and miss them. Like, Mike Conley is going to shoot a corner three and miss it. And now you've got the two bigs who aren't going to get back, and Mike can't get back. And now you've got two other guys who, like, maybe somebody was in the other corner. It's mm-hmm. Floor spacing can be a big issue. Like, mm-hmm. even if Cat is at the top of the arc at that point, we've seen it. He's going to struggle to get back. Um, people are going to blow by him. That's That happens. It happens all the time. This series, like, this, Denver couldn't even exploit the main things that everybody was worried about, right? Like, Denver couldn't space you out. Like, Denver plays traditional two bigs. Aaron Gordon is a traditional power forward um, and could be, a, like, a small ball center as he played in that second unit. Nikola Jokic is a center. Like, this wasn't like some team who could just go small with like one stretch five and and space you out and test mm-hmm. that theory. Um, this was a traditional team that they should match up pretty well with, and and those two just did not perform consistently throughout the series anyway. Which is like, yeah, we see the fit one now, and we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just like, can two of your best three players consistently carry the reputation of not being good playoff players too? Like that all matters as well. Yep. Actually, let, let's grab a break. Let's get into that because I think that is. Again, and this is all instant reactions. We're going to have time to think about it and decompress some of this stuff, too. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is playoff series three for Carl. And, uh, I mean, the second half of tonight was standing. Not, not a good grade. So we'll grab a break. I'll be back with Chris and Chase. Today's show is brought to you by Land and Lore. If you're a dude who is still washing your face using a bar of soap or nothing at all, this one is for you. It's time to stop living like a caveman and start taking care of yourself with Land and Lore, the only men's skincare brand that doesn't suck. Let's face it, if you don't look good, you don't feel good, and if you don't feel good, you're not going to do good. So start your day off like you care and use Land and Lore. Your partner will thank you, and we'll be proud of you for at least trying. Fans of the podcast have even more reason to start caring. Use promo code 20CAVEMAN at checkout on Amazon.com to get 20% off our face cleaner or moisturizer, and extra credit if you leave a review. That's 2-0 Caveman for 20% off Land and Lore at Amazon.com. These two products are proven to help you look your best. So upgrade your life with Land and Lore today. Your face and your partner will thank you for it. Today's show is brought to you by Aura. You've seen Aura's brand plastered all over Timberwolves games and broadcasts from the jersey patch to the brand's name being in the background of all the press conferences. And from that, you probably know that Aura is a digital security company, but you might not know what it actually functionally looks like to use a digital security company. That's why Aura would love for you to try their product out and to try it for free. If you go to Aura.com slash Dane and use that exact URL, A-U-R-A dot com 
slash Dane, Aura will give you as Wolves fans a two-week free trial of their product. You might be thinking that you don't need to have your personal information protected, and even more, you might feel like that's something you can't afford right now. So I think this is a good way to try it out, figure out if this is a product that is for you. Because again, you can try it for free. So familiarize yourself with Aura by starting a two-week trial at aura.com slash Dane. Many of you do a great job of supporting advertisers on this show, which I'm really grateful for, as that's what makes this podcast happen. Would love for you to check out Aura's digital security. Again, aura.com slash Dane. All right, we are, uh, we're back. Uh, Jace couldn't hold off his thoughts during <laughs> during the break. He's, he's, got, he's got more to say. He's got so more. I'll, Okay, he's got his diet Dr. Pepper going here, so he's he's caffeinated. <laughs> what what else were you gonna say there? No, I was honestly just gonna say like it. You know, it might be listening to this, and fans are probably like, "Yeah, last night was a good effort." If you're listening to this in the morning, and it's true, but you just kind of realize in the playoffs in general, like you're gonna play competitive games, and if you lose them, like they're losses. Like at the end of this, you can look back and say the Wolves were competitive shorthanded. It was four to one. The Clippers can look back at their series without Kawhi and Paul George and be like, we competed in a good chunk of those games. It was four to one. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the Hawks are severely outmanned by Boston and it's six games. Like, you know, it, I just, I don't think that thing, none of us are doing that, taking too much solace in it for this team. They lost four to one. You yeah. know, like that, that's a pretty convincing defeat. Uh, and it wasn't super competitive. And, you know, I, I guess they led in the fourth quarter of game two, but like, they got blown by then in the fourth, you know, game one was not competitive game three, Denver felt like they were in control all night. Uh, and, then well, to- and, and you don't have the regular season to fall back on. Right. Like it was, it was a good regular season or it was a good month of the regular season. I right. mean, like that West Coast trip they talk about, like, yeah, we found something big. Cat didn't games. play in Sacramento. Right. Cat didn't, didn't play in that game. Sacramento, maybe like the most and impressive was, game in the whole thing. It was two games. It was two games and they, they hung tough with Phoenix. Yeah. Until, and then Nas broke his wrist that night. And that was the end of that. Um, you're, you're, I mean, just look at it from a salary standpoint. You got, you got a lot of money on the court still. A lot of salary, a lot of big salary on the court. You know, yeah, you don't have Nas and Jaden and Kyle Anderson. But honestly, if that's, if that's what you need to win in the playoffs and you can't just rely on the guys who are making max money, that's a problem. problem there, That's yeah. a problem. You pretty much what they trotted out was Phoenix's current maxed out uh, roster construction. You know, like we've got <laughs> these three and then we got a bunch of other dudes. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and that was kind of what Minnesota had. But mm-hmm. it's not enough for Minnesota right now because you just wonder are mm-hmm. their elite players outside of Ant aren't enough in these mm-hmm. situations. So, I mean, let's let's humor this. Um, and and, and we, again, it, it was it was a good second half. Right. Um, but. How much, how much better, Jason? In your opinion, would this series have been gone had you had Jaden McDaniels and and Nas? We believe the Kyle one kind of floating in the air because he only missed one game. I mean, you're talking about. I'm sure that's what when you say you guys, it was four one. Like they got, yeah. you know, they got taken care of handily. Like, how different is it in in Nas and Jaden's eyes? Because again, I think, or if if we had Nas and Jaden in the mix. Because I think that's another thing that another bullet point that Conley and Finch will bring up that as they recap the season is things would have been different had those two been there. Do do you believe that? Uh, I I just in general think that the starters played so many minutes. So like, and maybe they don't wear down or whatever. I I can't. It's tough to gauge like the impact of that. But like the minutes for Nas are coming from like Rudy and Cat. 
You know, like yeah. if you look at it in the playoffs, like Rudy and Cat are playing, you know, 40, no, 30 I mean, it's minutes. literally coming from Rudy and Cat. Right. So right. it's not like you're like replaced. It's not like you're like, well, we don't have to play this scrub off the bench. Like they didn't play any of those guys. So like Nas comes in and Nas is a nice burst, I think for sure. And and Jaden, like Jaden would have been a much better offensive player. So I think that would have helped them in this series. But like Nikhil Alexander Walker was a dog in this yeah. series. Like he was incredible on Jamal Murray. Like Jamal Murray had to work for everything. And maybe Jaden's length would have bothered him even more. Um, and then maybe it helps that then it's like, okay, you got 36 minutes mm-hmm. of Jaden yeah. plus 25 of That's Nas where, off the bench. And then yeah. and then yeah. Nikhil, Nikhil is now coming off of the bench. Right. And you're not playing any of Jalen and stuff. Um, I mean, it probably goes past five, but. Do you think Minnesota wins the series? No, no. I think, no, it's, I, I think it's a six-game series. Yeah, it's a six-game yeah. series. And and mind. it's even more. By the a, way, you should but, you should be ready to prepare for life without Nas. Yeah, right. Like, that's what that's what's like, hard to gauge like, this team off of. He well, might not be Nas. back next year. Probably so not. Probably you got to get ready to to have life without Nas Reed potentially. Right, I agree next with season. that. So don't use that as a crutch for this season because you might not have him moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I would say likely not. You know, yeah, um, yeah it'd be tough to find the route. And also, if that was the elixir and does Nikhil ever identity. become Nikhil if Jaden doesn't get hurt I don't know we don't know that yeah we don't probably not well yeah I mean he, he might come off the, got the role he might have come off the bench and and struggled you know like because it's it's limited mm-hmm. minutes it's not the same mm-hmm. it's not you don't get to he doesn't have like the room do. he doesn't have the room for error right um you know offensively or defensively um so yeah he probably doesn't you know they they, they don't put him on his cousin in the <laughs> Oklahoma City game and right. all of a sudden they, brother they find something. His brother, <laughs> brother or something. His brother or something. Some, some sort of relation. Um, they, that doesn't happen. But it's a six game. I think it's a six game series. I do. I think they get one more win. Maybe game two. Maybe game two turns out differently. Sure. I mean, if, yeah. The series goes better there. if you have better players. Correct. But It's bold, but I think you're but right. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> bold but, take. but the needle certainly moves. But like for me to be able to believe in the overall roster construction, the needle would need to be moved a hell of a lot away from where it was right now or was was for the entirety of the season. So that's what I just, you know, it, it, I, I'm, I'm sure this will be the, the wall that I run into all summer when I'm thinking about this is like all of my favorite things about this team or the best things of it seem to be incriminated by the double bit and and that even includes the bigs like i feel like as we you know have been hard on carl throughout this series i think part of the reason carl didn't have as good of a series is because he had to play the four like carl's best minutes throughout these past three weeks since he's been back at the beginning of the season last season are when he's at the five and able to you know, punish a slower big. That's his, that is his biggest weapon. And I will say he doesn't get that in the playoffs anyway. Like Memphis pivoted off of it too. Sure. I don't think a lot of smart teams would have trotted a five out against him in the playoffs in the regular season for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that impacts him there. I think, he, I think he probably sees Aaron Gordon, whether Rudy Gobert's out there or not. But I guess my, my point is, is that even when he does have an advantage, right? It Rudy literally gets in the way of that advantage because Carl normally takes that advantage with the pump and go and drive game. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and to Carl's credit, he's good at the little drop off to Rudy, you know, when Rudy catches it in, in those, in those situations, but it's like, also you might not even need to drop it off in the first place. If Rudy just wasn't there, Carl could just go 
go all the way to the basket. I mean, I guess I struggle a little bit more with how the double big hurts Rudy. I get, I mean, he's still kind of in his same position. Cat's kind of like Bogdanovich. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of the same there. And then the ant, the way it incriminates ant is, is obvious, like in, in the clogging that, that takes place, the overall lack of space when you, even just one player who's a complete non-shooter and Rudy, not to mention, I mean, the amount of minutes Ant played this season with two or three, like, quote-unquote, non-shooters around him. I mean, what are we doing? If we were just if we were just drafting, like, a, you know, a, a team and we're fantasy draft putting together, a, you know, an, an NBA team and Anthony Edwards is our first pick, like, the way we are thinking about constructing that team, and not just us, I think most gyms around the league are like all right we need spacing we need shooting uh, and we need yeah uh, around that <laughs> to for, for him to be able to play with and then and then people who you know are able to like when he gets tired kind of fill in for him and the the handling duties defensively be able to take care of him and it's just a yeah i mean jace it's just the it's a roster that doesn't fit him and and that that's a bummer of it and credit to him like ascending kind of through that but but I just think we're ultimately putting a glass ceiling on Ant by giving him this roster construction. And I think like they're gonna they're going to sit on the fact that it worked, that Ant was able to excel with those guys on the court in this series. It's way different if Rudy Gobert is going up against a shot blocking center. Like Nikola Jokic was just not is just not any type of person who's going to deter Ant at the rim. So even if Rudy's in the dunker spot or whatever, Ant can just go ahead and get into the lane and knows that Jokic isn't going to stop him. Like, he doesn't want to pick up the fouls. He's not going to block the shot anyway. Like, if you're playing like Phoenix and now DeAndre Ayton's down there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and he's just getting to sag off Gobert, that's an entirely different challenge. You're going into a wall a lot. Yeah. So I think it's very different because um, we saw that all year with Gobert in there. And Ant would have to go up into like the trees of shot blockers, and it was hard. He got stood up a fair amount, um, and it didn't happen as much against Denver because Denver can't supply that. Um, but in other matchups, I don't think it would look as smooth. So I think it's hard to look and be like, "Oh, I guess they figured it out." Ant figured out how to score out there with Rudy and Carl because I think that was kind of matchup specific. Maybe I'm wrong, but that sat in my mind a lot. Like, wow, Ant is eating up this team that does not have a rim protector. Yeah, yeah. I, I as we think about like from the regular season things that worked and helped Ant, right? Like there, there were some of those things. I think the addition of Mike obviously uh, helped Ant in a major way. Kyle was just kind of the grease all season to make a lot of these clunky lineups like move uh, a little bit. And and that was that was great during the, the regular season. Um, I, I, I think one thing I learned or took from the playoffs was those guys are ultimately your fourth and fifth guy or fifth and sixth guy in the pecking order right and while depth is important we learned in the series like if your connectors are further down the pecking order in the playoffs when everything kind of when all signs kind of like point more up to the top of the roster those guys feel a little bit more marginalized and i don't think i'm not saying mike had a you know a bad series necessarily kyle had you know two half the games he played in were bad, but it's like those best things for Ant. And tell me if you disagree with this, Chris. But like the best things for Ant during the regular season, I don't feel like really showed up in the playoffs. Or, or were there some that? What, what are the best things for Ant? You know, I think when Ant is able to just well 
to Jace's point, when there's space available, he's able to thrive. So how do you create space for him in key moments of a fourth quarter of a playoff game? Where where does that come from? Who needs to be who needs to be the one setting screens for him? Who needs to be out there in the corners spotting up? How do you how do you maximize that to me that specific moment? And right now, to your point, this roster is not doing that in those moments. It is it is not having is not playing fast is not playing free is playing bogged down is playing stuck, and I don't know where the fix comes in in those moments because is a lot of that maybe Ant though too. It it can be it can be because whether he's tired late in the game whether he just falls to the natural inclination of. Iso, it should be iso ball in the last right. five minutes of a close fourth quarter because it's NBA and that's how it's done, you know. And I'm the scorer, and so I need to just go and take the ball and just score, come hell or high water. I I I don't know. It's 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 always boggled my mind just in general how 43 minutes of an NBA game can be played one way and then the last five minutes are played a completely other way, and why teams just can't get into their stuff. Why and why this team specifically can't get into its stuff in the last five minutes of, of a game. That is his biggest growth point. And how do you maximize the roster around that specific moment? Because that's what it's going to take to get to the next level of a playoff series. We saw it just kind of fall flat several times in this series. And um, during the regular season. And during the regular season, too. It, it, <laughs> and even almost in game four when they won. Like, down right. the last two and a half minutes there were not great. So it's on him a little bit to figure things out. It's on, it's on, but it's on the rest of the team too. And it's on Finch to figure out what's going to work for us in these situations. Cause it is such a glaring thing that, that hindered the progress of this team this season. It's on like the main board of like wolves things from mm-hmm. this year is late game execution and inability to do that. I know Jace, you've been and on that kind of all, all year. Last year's, yeah. you say? And, and last, last year's. year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will so, say they actually ran some stuff at the end of the game tonight. The last couple of possessions with standing, actually one, did get the some, one, some decent the one ant, there. The one ant pull up shot because he had Aaron Gordon on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when they went to their little VX and did horns that. thing, they and, did and they were getting Carl on switches, yeah. Murray on screen, all the screen on, on both. You know, like Gobert and Cat sitting up on either side, and Ant kind of making the read off of that. Like they did that a lot in the last five minutes. They scored a lot. Like Denver yeah. scored a lot too. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. But so I thought that was a little progress. But again, it's one game. It's like one game. But yeah. it. Like, I think Ant's got to get better, too, at just reading things throughout the season. Like, he has the power to get the ball and call up top and call for a Rudy screen and roll or something, you know, and work off of that. Or call for Carl to come up and work off of that. Like, he has the power to do that. Um, What's the likelihood 12 months from now that we've, like, all right, he's really grown in his understanding of how to do that? Good question. I mean, Um, it's one of those hard ones where because it's a – it's a question of kind of intellect, right? And and how and how your intellect grows as you go from like yeah. boy to man, right? Yes, like twenty one yeah. to approaching prime. I think this is where it's a slow burn for Ant because I do think this year we definitely saw him learn to make the easy reads. He got good at that. Um, he did a nice job. Somebody blitzes your screen; it was an instant trigger in his mind. Get off of it. 
they sent two of you, get Which he did stink at last year. He, and he stunk <laughs> at that at the beginning of this year again, and then he figured it out. And they, every now and then he would dribble around or whatever, but he the instant reads, it was then like switching and whatnot where he had a right. tough time figuring out what the heck to do. So I think it's kind of one thing at a time for him. And that's fine. That's part of your progression. Like I know everybody would like it to go faster, but these situations will keep arising and he'll see them and he'll learn over time here. Like it helps to have like a Mike Conley in your ear who understands what you should be doing, you know? Um, so I don't know what kind of leap he'll make, but he'll be a smarter player next year. I have no doubt about that, especially by the playoffs. Yeah. It, I, I, I kind of think like the length of that slow burn ultimately determines the fate of the double bigs thing, right? Like if Ant isn't able to next season really be able to recognize and understand how to take advantage in, in late game situations through the, the roster that they have, then we're going to be having like, okay, it was a little bit better this year, but ultimately like they had to wait a whole year of Carl and Rudy and late game execution, these sort of things. Like, that compatibility still wasn't there. Like Ant is the one who can make this work at that specifically because late game offense is never going to run through Rudy. It's never really good. Like in for as good of an offensive player as Carl is, it's never going to really be him. So what kind of defines teams is, is clutch time. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what they're able to do there. Yes. So, I do agree too. I think we all agree that Ant is going to become smarter and smarter and better and better in those in those times. But I mean, you look around the league and a lot of the times guys don't actually figure that out until like 25 much later, yeah. 26 and and like if he doesn't there's no way this lasts, right? There's just there's just no way that this lasts like this. And so I don't know. It, it, it's so it's so interesting to me how like the the roster construction messes up Ant, yet Ant is the only one who can save it. That's the whole point, right? Like, yeah, Ant can make this work, but somebody's gonna have to sit down and explain to me why this is the best path for him. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is. It's not about <clears throat> can it can it succeed to some degree. It's like what. Like you guys have said, what is the best thing for Ant moving forward? Because mm-hmm. that's what you should be doing. That's what not you should like, be doing as an organization. Well, maybe maybe Ant could figure it out, and and we can still win some games mm-hmm. with this construction. Is it the best construction for him? Because I think with what Ant can do right now, it's it doesn't take like a ton of max guys around him. I honestly mm-hmm. think like right now, if you did even just Ant and. Maybe Rudy, maybe a different center. I don't know. Like maybe somebody who's just a little bit better with ball skills, but is in general like a defensive anchor. Uh, doesn't have to be like the most elite one. Miles Turner. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a great mm-hmm. fit. Um, and and then funny name to bring that up. Uh, and then <laughs> Jade McDaniels and then a point guard and then like another three and D type wing, you know, like a Dorian Finney Smith or somebody like that. Like I think that would be great. Um, and I, I just don't think you need like superstars around Ant because it, I mean I think as he learns things he'll realize how his gravity can make everything so much easier. Like he made it so much easier for Carl tonight and Rudy tonight. Like I, I think that's a big thing. And like so now you're just kind of you're just seem pot committed here. But like I I still think they need to be nimble. They need to really go back and assess this season, and then they need to really see where Ant's at. Um, and they need to. Be ready to make a hard decision if need be uh, about what best fits him. Well, and Chris, like, 
Ant, specifically Ant, doesn't need to be competing for championships or even like have the expectation of going deep in the playoffs right now or even for like the next three years, right? Like it's kind of like, I mean, I think Ant kind of has the expectation and desire to want to be in the playoffs every year, right? Like, right. And, and he's probably, you know, good enough with competent parts around him to pull his team into the play and mix every year, right? But you, you don't need to be all in around Ant right now. You know, also, you know, assuming you sign him to the, the contract extension and all this and you have him long term on your team, like, you have time with him to like build linearly. And it wouldn't like, wouldn't it just make sense to kind of like take things slower with him and, and figure they, out what it, 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 what would, does it would have. Fit? It would have, it, that was seemingly where they were at a year ago, but they lost that opportunity. They, 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 when they made the trade, they said to hell with that. Right. To hell with trying to be linear. Let's be. Let's try to get some spikes in the progression of this team and, and over it was time to and get into they, the playoffs consistently. Yeah, like that was the reason. Right, and like I think, and so it's a it's, so it's like a catch twenty two. Like it's look like, at Shay. Like, I was just gonna say right. Shay. Shay is twenty four, <laughs> and they're not stressing about where they're at, and everybody feels like they're in a great spot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's that's why it just it just kind of boggles boggles the mind like I, I thought i thought that at the time of the trade i'm like well you know you have the carl timeline you have the ant timeline and i guess they're trying to make a push for the cat timeline i guess it could work but now after this season i'm just more convinced that the ant timeline was the way to go and that was that had to be your focus not not the, not the carl timeline um every and, day you go further down this path right Gets you further away from they open. They tried. They tried. I I look at it this way. They tried to open a competitive window with this trade, but they opened a smaller window than they might Mm. have had. I'm not sure the competitiveness level is much higher. (laughs) Right, right. The window they opened was smaller and it's closing with every year. It'll close with every year. They had a larger window if you go around AMP, but maybe you don't it's a little harder to open that larger window. Maybe it's a little heavier, but the smaller window is going to shut quicker. And they are, I I mean, this, this is feasible for one more year. And then you have a lot of hard decisions you're going to have to make. Yeah. Kyle battled back spasms this year. (laughs) Rudy battled back stuff this year. Mike Conley turns 36 next year like we don't have a guarantee that those guys are going to be healthy mm-hmm. next year and they're big cogs in what they're doing what are you going to do it what are you going to do a point guard after next year correct yeah I what mean, are you going to do a point guard next year like yeah conley's back but what do you what else are you going to do at point guard well yeah, like, i'll just i'll just yeah. say it absolutely need to make a change this summer i know that won't happen there the list of reasons to make a change for the future for ant for everything, there is no way that list is outweighed by whatever the hell is going on right now. If we go pros and cons, it just isn't. No. And mm-hmm. and and the only reason you even consider the idea that there's more pros than cons on this team as is right now is because you are trying to prove a point and not wanting to admit failure of of what has has happened or or you overestimated what what this could be 
all of those guys that had back spasms this year are getting older. I mean, it, it this was kind of like you needed to show something this year that that you that you didn't and and by continuing to go down this path it gets dangerous. It just it just gets dangerous. Rudy uh, is too old. Rudy yeah. is too old to be using a year as like a we'll see and now a next year well, we didn't really get to see. Correct. Rudy is too old for that. You need to win now. I, you need I, to win now. This was a lost year. I this shared, was a lost year. I shared this with Dane during the game. I couldn't help but look over at DeAndre Jordan mm-hmm. and how quickly that player went from like defensive juggernaut rebounding mm-hmm. guy to like all of a sudden to like fell off the face of the earth and he did that when he was 31. Mm-hmm. Rudy, Rudy is currently 30 years old. I mean... Mm-hmm. It just and 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 I think a lot of people would say Rudy's play declined from where he was at last year to this year. Yeah, I think a lot of people would say that. Um, so we don't know if this is going to be precipitous fall off or what. But there are so many question marks around that, around if Mike Conley can do it again for a full season now with that kind of workload. Like, and Carl, you know, like if they come around again, is it going to take Carl three games to remember how to play in the playoffs again? Like. There's just a lot of things like I think Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards are locked in. Like Jaden was their second best playoff player last year. Yeah. I have full mm-hmm. confidence he would have been that again. So maybe that's like where the needle moves in this playoff series, even though Nikhil did a very admirable, admirable, job, admirable job filling in. But mm-hmm. everything around that has major question marks. So like, why not remove the question marks from the equation and and start from scratch and be like, we know this and this are awesome. And it's just, Jason, the thing is, is it's not like you can't. Yes, not like you, can't you can pivot. do that. You, you can, can pivot. pivot. Yeah. You can, there are ways to do it. You can pivot. You can find deals. You can get creative. You can, and, yeah. you can shed contracts. You can trade semi-elite players, however you want to term and what all, these guys are. All I'm asking are. for is consider it. Yes. Right. It's yep. just right. consider it. Like, yep. yeah. Y'all are way smarter than we are. And like, mm-hmm. I, and I know they will. Like, and, yeah. and go through it and make that pros and cons list. And ask yourself mm-hmm. honestly if you believe the path that you're on is better than the path not taken. And and if the answer is objectively the path not taken, then you owe, absolutely owe it to the fan base and the organization that you work for to do that. Like, because you can mess this up. You can mess up the ant window. And how heavy or small or whatever shape <laughs> that window is. Um, you Again, know. mangled mangled metaphors at yeah. at twelve thirty in the morning or wherever we're at here. Let's uh, let's let's grab one more break. So we're out of here uh, pretty quick. And I, let's just let's just talk about funny things from the season. I think I think that's a a good oh fun final okay. a, a good final segment after <laughs> if people <laughs> went through this forty five minutes of a little bit of darkness. I think re- realism uh, of of the season. It's not like there aren't positives. There's there's the ant part of it. But let's uh, let's grab a break and talk about. Um, Let's just reflect on the season. We're back with uh, Chris and Jason in a second. Today's show is sponsored by Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. It's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. 
To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com, use promo code Dane Moore for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 20,000. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, Chris Hine and Jace Frederick, who have both come on this podcast a lot of times over the course of the season. First, just like to you guys, thank you for real for uh, Chris for making Mondays work uh, all year. And and Jace, you with Wednesdays, it's I'd actually know I speak on your guys behalf uh, here, too. But like the coolest thing about this job to me is 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 not uh getting to interview nba players it's 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 working with you guys and uh the whole kind of media crew here like i i feel super blessed to you know be with the the people i get to work with and and, and you know and, and working for the people you know wolf's hands had a rocky year this year <laughs> understandably so but like generally I, I i really do uh enjoy like uh producing this content for for wolves fans too it has so i got so many like even just like for my friends and stuff messages over the course of the year of like, Oh my God, how are you? Like, this is so terrible this season. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like I've covered some 24 win teams over the, you know, the, the course of the years. Like I, I don't know. I, I would take this year and what it was and what it wasn't way over like Jared Bayless starting a point guard, like, you know, like the stuff like that, that we we've seen, uh, over the years like what what are what are just some i don't know just just fire them off things that were funny or something that that stood out to you from this year you got one jace he's it, Jay, no, Fun, I funny moments or funny uh, whatever like, man like, yeah just funny like, like cool things or me. like well, that was funny like I, either one Nikhil <laughs> alexander Walker. well that's the first thing that came <laughs> into my everything mind everything it does i mean it really is it does it's, yeah. it's all hilarious like <laughs> i'm telling you like as he sat there he's like He's sitting there and Nikhil's talking. He he said it yeah, in a low yeah, voice just first. Talking and Ant's yes. like looking over at Chris and I yes. who are not listening to Nikhil and, and Ant goes, Nikhil Alexander Walker has gorilla balls. And then he could just tell, like, we smiled or something, and he's like, That sounded pretty good. And then and you know then, and then he, goes, he raised Nikhil Alexander Walker has gorilla balls. <laughs> you know, like that's just like the most ant thing ever. And even just like the playing night, like this is Carl 
always walks himself into these moments. But when Mike talks about we can't be playing video games and stuff. Yeah. And some people, I got the impression oh that Carl God. was in the room. He was not in the he room. He was not in the he room. He was not in the room. This was Mike's second to last answer. Carl had not entered the press conference room I yet. can confirm that. Carl yeah. was not in yes. the room so, yet. So when like that Carl happens. comes in and yells about playing Call of Duty. And then Carl sits down and we explain what Mike said. He goes, he really said that? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, he wasn't talking about you, though. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, probably talking about you. Just perfect, <laughs> perfect timing on, on that whole that whole thing. Just perfect. A plus. No notes. Yeah. Could, couldn't have been better. No timing. notes. <laughs> um, let's see, since I was on the road, I'm trying to think of a, of a time or two on the road that maybe you guys wouldn't yeah. have seen um again they tend to just revolve around and also there's not a lot of funny moments on the road because they tend to lose a lot on yeah. the road so <laughs> post-game locker rooms tend, I got not, a good road one. tend not to be jovial uh remember, go remember ahead, when we we uh talked to kyle after they lost in portland and he was like i learned when you're going through hell just keep, keep going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do remember that quote oh, i learned when you're going through hell just keep going I, <laughs> that, you know, that's um, some, that summed up a lot at that point in the yeah. season yeah <laughs> there was there was a time where i wrote like that kyle was like a clutch god basically like uh 15 assists mm-hmm. no turnovers or whatever and yeah. i just told him pregame i was like you seem like your clutch stats they're amazing and he's like somebody showed me that um and he's like but i don't like you know thinking about that kind of stuff so sure enough then that game is played and he does a clutch turnover <laughs> And he looks at me in the locker room. He's like, don't come to me pregame and tell me that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a smile afterwards. And then they lost. So I really wasn't sure at first. But like, he laughed about it afterwards. But yeah, like. Enjoyed uh, after the playing game in Los Angeles. Kyle was getting ready. And yeah. he was just, we spent about five minutes, like you, me, and John, and him just kind of Talking rank, rank, ranking our favorite seasons of The Wire. Um, <laughs> I forget what he said actually, um, and then we talked about the merits of season two and 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 all that. Uh, well, it was because he was, was talking fun... about the season of the wire that's about yeah. the press, and so he was yes, like, yeah, he was, he was he's very he's very deadline. curious about how newspapers work. So, yeah. um, what was it after after game one? I think it was after game one of this series. Um, he's talking post game, and then he turns to me and he he's like, "Did you get it in?" Did you get it in? Like, like asking me if I got my story and on deadline. I'm like, man, this game started at like 10 o'clock no. Minnesota time. It yeah. did not get in the paper. Um, he was always just kind of, he's like, I'm so curious. Like, is that accurate? Season five of the wire. Um, so he's, he's a, he's been a fun. Austin. Austin was a, again, from just a, a fun for our job yes. standpoint. Mm-hmm. Austin was, I gave he's was good when he was like on the mic. And I think, you know, <laughs> fans who listen to this read you guys like no austin is a good quote yeah mm-hmm. but he's was also just like a funny guy like in the locker room to watch interact with everyone else because he's like you know he's this veteran role player who doesn't really play but like still has like some clout you know so yeah. Like, yeah he wasn't like really like he was never afraid to say anything mm-hmm. to to anyone i'm trying to think of like a specific example but oh th- that was the that was the one there's uh <coughs> Sorry, I'm joking. Um, when Rudy's back before the before the Pelicans game, you remember that? Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, uh, I wasn't here for the Pelicans game. I got stuck in Austin, Texas. If you remember, or was this uh, was this was this the last the last game? Rudy's like, I can't put my shorts on. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> it is back spasms. <laughs> and Austin goes, we got to play with no drawers. This <laughs> 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 oh, is boxers, yeah. <laughs> oh, and did that was that ever foreshadowing for uh, that game? For what was to come in that game? Oh my gosh! I mean, this year was just crazy, guys. Like, I mean, just it was just of- crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I I think the biggest mistake this team made. Mm-hmm. I felt this way in the off season was rolling into the season with D'Angelo Russell as the point guard. Like, there was no way that was ever going to work with the, with everybody else in the lineup. Like, you needed a ball mover. You needed somebody to set up an offense. Like, mm-hmm. and it took too long for that to happen. But... And that, oh, totally. Like, and you just watched it, and, like, you could just tell, like, D'Lo didn't believe in in the in their lineups nope. and, and, and didn't really care if it worked or not. And, like, and that kind of rubbed off on some other guys, and they didn't really believe in it either then. And, like... That was really interesting to watch play out. Not funny, but interesting. Like yeah. I, I'm not sure that everybody's all the way bought in now, even. But like, there was some pretty outward disdain for like what they were doing um, to start. I think it, it all kind of disseminated from D'Lo, mm-hmm. but like, it was that's in a weird think, way, I, like I, I, a I glass just, half full type thing too. They got like, better when they got it better did, when Mike, or what would have it been like with 82 games? Also, like that's like I can't believe yeah. they rolled into the season with D'Lo. I mean, maybe the trade offers weren't there, and, yeah. and they didn't want to make but, but a like, bad deal. But like, what, like, what you ultimately traded D'Lo for was a mm-hmm. great deal. Yes, yeah. Mike, as Finch yes. called him tonight, a godsend. Yep, mm-hmm. you get three seconds, and you get Nikhil. Yep, yep. but like, mm-hmm. and could maybe, you not have done that earlier? Utah that's was what I'm pretty saying. interesting. Could that, have, could that have? Could that also have been done in the <laughs> summer or? I mean, you I literally were trading like, with Utah. Literally like, trading at least with the in same January. Team. Yeah, I mean, Could you I mean, I know the money was like same. a three-team. And D'Lo had to go somewhere else. Yeah, D'Lo right. had to so. go somewhere else. But like, else, right. but yeah, like, what if? Okay, if the four or the five <laughs> assets you got in that were Mike, Nikhil, and three seconds, like, hmm. could have you in the summer done it for Mike and two seconds? Yeah, like sure. no Nikhil, like right. you right. know, Nikhil's right. great, and maybe he's right. like part of the the future here, but like. <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of as Chris, you call it like a lost yeah. season. Like, mm-hmm. I it's a it's an interesting like butterfly effect, like hypothetical to go back. Speaking and what of, if you don't of, do that at all? Uh, speaking of funny, also related to your point uh, on the road in Charlotte, one of my one of my <laughs> quotes of the year. Uh, they lose to Charlotte in Charlotte, and I asked D'Lo a quote about or a question about like the fit with Rudy. This is late. This is like late November. At yeah. This yeah. Point. I know what you're talking and, about. It's the day after Thanksgiving. It's the day after Thanksgiving. And I ask, I ask him about how, just how the things are going with Rudy. And D'Lo says he catch the ball. He'll score. End of quote. <laughs> End of interview. <laughs> I'm like, okay then. Well, well then. And then uh, Rudy spoke after that. And I asked him about it. He, because that was when they were still bringing guys to the podium out of the locker room. So Rudy was the podium guy that day. Yeah. So he goes after D'Lo. So I, I tell him what D'Lo said. And he gave a very good answer about, about it from what I remember. But it was like, that was like, to me, like the first, like, okay, this is now bled over on the record. Like, <laughs> like first inclination of like, yep, it's starting to starting to spill out, starting to spill out. Uh, and that was in that was in Charlotte. And you say not funny. Those are the things we laugh about all the right. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's like the NBA season is a drama. You know, it's it more than it is anything else. And like, and, and it's a guys, drama with characters. Guys can yes. be very candid in interviews sometimes. 
you know, uh, more so than other sports, I think. Yes. Uh, yep. A lot of the times. Remember when uh, Brent Forbes was the ball, on the team? Score. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Just black that out of your remember. I mean, yeah. And it, I mean, and then he got off the team and <laughs> things didn't go great from there. Nope. Nope. Uh, no, they did not. No, they did not. I'm trying to think of. I mean, there's always. I guess Carl. We didn't have a lot of Carl this year. Yeah, there's usually we a bunch more. Of Carl. Far more Carl. Oh, quotes. this is what uh, movies is made of. Yeah, this is what movies are made of. Yep. Mm-hmm. That that was that was that was epic. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, they, they, at least they won that game. You yeah, know, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like. Yep. That wasn't like funny ha ha at you like no the, no the no really no. not mm-hmm. not catching it there. i liked i liked ant being ruled out of a game in detroit and then coming back in in the second that yes good yes that was just like what wait he's, he's at the scores table what he's checking back into the they just ruled him out we're sitting there and he and he goes the game before houston and he's like yeah, yeah i'm not playing in that game right <laughs> he's not he tells us he that he's like up. i'll be back for detroit yeah, yeah. and clearly like <laughs> Rivers, Finch, got his ear, and they're like, ah, I, he sh- I, I swear, to, I swear, to, I, I even tweeted that day. Ant showed up like late to that game in Houston. <laughs> he had to not be expecting to play that night, and something happened where they got in his ear or something like, like you need to play tonight or something yeah. like that. Because he he got to the arena late. I heard he uh, was like, he lost time playing vid- lost track of time playing video games. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I forgot that was involved with the. We might have a get- heater. He, you know, he won like six in a row. Maybe he didn't think he was playing, so he thought he could just keep going. Oh, who else? Who else do we got? I always like, I actually, I, I normally like try and like tweet this, but um, mm-hmm. it's always, I learned like a couple years into this. It's like weird um, when you cover somebody who ends up being like a free agent and then they're just like gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, that, that, could be the case uh but i mean and i mean like largely i think we really liked a lot of these guys you know we we covered over the course of the year they really you know took the time gave us their time and and all those sort of things but it's like even just some professional guys too yeah yeah, for sure and but it's i i don't even i actually mean it from like what they said or anything it's just like weird going from like seeing people every day in our jobs just like then it's just like that no. locker's filled by well, somebody so, yeah, else. I, I, imagine, I, how, imagine how they feel too. Like yeah, you're, yeah. you're you're with this these people every day for like years. Yep. Yeah. And then like for two three years, then all of a sudden you're not. Right. There was one um, that I was sure about when we yeah. walked out. It was like, see you, Jalen. And I was right, like, yeah. that's it. He's not doing an accident every on Thursday. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, I might go to the visiting locker room to check in for a notebook, but like, correct. Yeah. That's it for Jalen Noel. Same, you know, with, that's same just... with maybe Nas potentially. Yeah, uh, Nas is at least and more Nas of a maybe, and, and we'll talk to Nas on Thursday. But yeah, <laughs> and so we'll talk about that on certainly about what he's looking for. This we covered we've covered the two of them for four years. Yes. Yeah. 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 Dudes were yeah. nineteen. Yep. And they one, both one. both great by the way. Like both yes. super nice, great and to work with, easy to talk to, mm-hmm. and like always gave us time and thoughtful I, I was, answers. I'm just and, thinking about yeah, that. Now yeah, he came yeah. in like in the locker room and like dapped us all up when he was yeah. leaving. I was just like, yeah, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. probably it for the Jalen Noel time here. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly. Yeah. It has to be for all parties. I mean, no question. Yeah. Even, even guys like, like Luca, I mean, like Luca Garza about Ryan, yeah, like, they, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean more like that's just normally what happens yeah. Yeah. Uh, with right. two, two way guys or trade. Like, 
Tory Prince has been a cool guy to cover. Yep. Yeah. Easy and I know he's be. under contract for next season, but like, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know. Like, I think it's like a they have a team Trade, option on it or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not all. It's know. not it all it match. Yeah, yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely not like locked into this roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't. It's it's just a Mike Conley's not locked into this roster. If they decided yeah. to make a move yeah. at point guard, I doubt it. But you know, if they decided to get I a think point guard they in like the future, Mike too much. But yeah, yeah I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. and after all the like, <laughs> run it back talk, and that's what we've got to be happen. Yeah, correct. But like, dude, even Carl, man. Yep, for sure. I mean. So when he comes with you, you know, and or things just develop over the course of an off season, things yeah. happen that we don't expect all the time in this league. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I say this to my friends a lot of the time. Or like, you know, what's you know, like what's Carl like? And they have the frustrations that a lot of like mm-hmm. fans do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I get it. You know, there's too much mm-hmm. of the histrionics, whatever, all that right. stuff from him. Right. But uh, what I always tell my friends is, I'm like, he's a good person. Like I, yeah, like Carl's a good guy mm-hmm. and and that's not even just to like i don't even mean that he is always like respectful to us which i which i do appreciate and would honestly be fine if he wasn't if he had was frustrated with mm-hmm. stuff from time to time but like i think that that dude is a good person um and that isn't always the case with like the the people that you cover or the the people that you like um as a fan i think like cheer for you know uh you know, Carl's got his stuff. He he he's got to work through. But um, you know, I I don't know. I've his answers are long, and sometimes we complain about like, oh, we had fourteen minutes of Carl the transcriber. <laughs> you know? But like, he's a, he's a good dude, and yeah. I, I don't know if I've said that like on on the on the pod before. Um, I never but, I, I never ever believe I have to worry about waking up on a Saturday morning and being like. What did Carl do? What do I have to write about? Right, right, right never, right. never. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 very true, hundred um, percent. We, we've had a handful of those. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and and you know, people screw at, up. I mean, and look at and, look at and and look at what you know. I'm look at what's happening with Memphis. You know, a bunch of them declined to speak to the media after losing to the Lakers yeah. the other night. And Ant did that once. Ant, Ant did too. that. Ant did that once, but. Ant was once there. The, Ant, he did it more Ant, than once this year. Did once yes, this yes, yeah. correct. Yes. Ant was there tonight. He was there after the other games. Carl has always been there. Yes. Win or lose. Yep. Always. Carl only dipped out one Carl. time this year before we even got and there. there been, so rare. And there have been many more losses than there have been wins yep. in, Car- in Carl's tenure here. And he's, he's always there. And I think that's. In the sense that's, of what the a little bit to is. His, I, I yes. think that speaks yep. a little bit to his character. I think yeah, it does. Sure. I don't think you can like, underestimate that, that. The occupation <laughs> is not just like your production on the court. <laughs> like the occupation is the the things you need to do within the organization, which <laughs> I, as I understand it, Carl goes above and beyond, <laughs> like in terms of like community stuff or, you know, to, to just working with the business people and, and stuff like <laughs> that. And I think it goes above and beyond with us too. <laughs> like he is a good employee of the minnesota timberwolves has been for eight years like i think that you know in as we reflect on his season and unfortunately like honestly like i'm bummed for him that he had another bad playoff yep Uh like that sucks yeah and and it sucks that it seems like a lot of it's mental yep um because he is he does have his I, i would love to see like carl show his talent and really like use it in a playoff series and be like, man, they won. They beat the Phoenix Suns in the first round because Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Thomas was unstoppable. I, I, for, for him, 
you know that that'd be that'd be cool to to see and not yeah man it's been it's been three tough ones for him uh i think to your point about all the good things he does and how he is a good representative of the minnesota timberwolves i think that's why people in the organization wanted to work so badly for him you know like yeah that's why they that's why they're like i think that's very true you know i think the rudy trade was a lot of kind of trying to address carl's deficiencies and whatnot i think they are they really are they're trying to get everything they can for him and with him and him being a part of it um because of all and that's the weird part about pro sports is it's like what are you prioritizing right like and it's both like you want to prioritize winning and you do yep. want to prioritize yep. those sort of things. But it's like, it's a ruthless thing too. It's yep. like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm glad I'm not, <laughs> I'm glad I don't got to deal with <laughs> that type of, uh, that type of decision-making. But yeah. well, you guys, any, any parting thoughts? I, I think I'll still bug you guys to do like each of you to do like one more kind of season recap. Sure. Maybe we'll each mm-hmm, take like a mm-hmm. position or something like that. But, uh, any any final thoughts on the season, Christopher? You survived another. How many road games did you do? Like, oh, um, well, I I wasn't traveling a ton in the first half oh, of yeah. the season, but man, the March onward was it was hectic. a March. It was hectic, <laughs> heavy road schedule, three different trips to the West Coast, two different trips to New York. Like it was like crisscrossing the country. Um, a lot of fun though. I enjoy it. Like it's you know. I enjoy the travel, even even with how tiring it can be. You love the travel. Um, I do love the travel. You love it. <laughs> Mr. Marriott. I do. I do love Delta it. I do love here. it. Um, you know, I, I I do circle back to this was a lost season because I don't think you, I don't think you ever had a, a point in time when you made this trade where you could say, yeah, let's just give it a year and see how it goes. No, that's you didn't you didn't have that luxury when you made this when you pulled the trigger on this because you have the minute you got rudy gobert you got an expiring clock mm. and you missed one of the years games now you, now you have now you have one more year to make this work in some way shape or form and then after that then you got to decide what the hell you're going to do mm-hmm. yeah and we all think they should be more proactive than that but i just mm-hmm. think that the problems are the problems like we can say yep they are great in the half court mm-hmm. And they're not great in transition. And guess what? Transition's a pretty big part of basketball, and it's not going to be fixed, I don't think. Um, yeah, they're not good enough in the other areas. I don't think to address for the areas where they will that will always be flaws with this construction. It's a bummer. It's a bummer to to run into that stuff because it draws it draws into question. You know, people who probably are like individually good at their job. Right. Carl, Rudy, Finch. But like Tim Connolly collect. Yeah. I mean, like tra- the, all four mm-hmm. of them have track records of being successful at what their right. thing is. And it's kind of like the collision of all of them together. Feels like it messes it up, yep. you know, and that that that's that's a bummer. And I think like. For the fan base and what we see, too, is like it, it that and man, and, and credits of fans for coming out like to that game on mm-hmm. Sunday when it was like three oh and getting into it in the. Second in the half. in the second half because you know we're like we all like our jobs but like we're also like get paid to be there right. right you know and um and so you just you just take the lumps right and it's like oh this was a losing streak or something bad or whatever um i always remain impressed by by wolves fans like that segment of them right like mm-hmm. that segment of wolves fans who are like 
steadfast and they're like yeah well we know the wolves messed this up again but like i can't shake them you know <laughs> like that that's a right. that is a real big part of the fan base i think it is like the literally the reason i can do this as a job because i think that the people who listen to this podcast um and you know i i guess to to, to you guys like i'm sorry this this year uh wasn't more um but like it is that's what's kind of cool about the nba right it's like it is kind of like the journey of the season like because so few teams are going to really go anywhere right like or like really compete for it and man this was for sure a journey it was it was it was for sure a journey and it was funny and it was annoying and it was it was a lot of things during the the course time but the timberwolves are a the timberwolves are a great soap opera and i've loved uh i love doing this and 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 covering this team and uh we'll do it we'll do it again next year um again we got uh exit interviews on thursday i'll be back with some some pods there and they kind of into another week before we take a little break here uh but uh again to jace and chris thank you guys so much for doing this all year uh this was this was fun i hope i hope a lot of actually you know like listeners got to know you guys like can't really totally know someone as much through writing as you can through through hearing on the pod so i hope you guys got to know uh jason chris they are good dudes um i i love hanging out with them here uh doing this job obviously you can uh follow them on twitter at jace frederick at christopher hine i'm sure the both of them will be writing way too many words shout out john krasinski down the hall from us who's just plugging away uh, the athletic no deadlines over there too uh john's john's also the man this has been we spent way too much time at denver this has been this has been a fun week but uh yeah until uh until thursday he's chris he's jace i'm dane peace how i'm feeling man i hope it never stop yeah green and hot so you can find me in the crowd yeah yeah don't let standards ever ever bring you down yeah hope you dancing like nobody else around